Carlson, now Smith, he scores! Carlson between his own legs to Riley Smith. The Knights take a 4-1 lead. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Now at the other end, a drop pass to Claire. Oh my goodness! A glove saved by Hill! No way! No way! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. 2023 Hockey Hall of Fame class has been named. We'll get into that in a little more detail as we roll on in hour number two. Darren Millard along with Chris Chapman. We are at the controls. The dynamic duo. we got to get some kind of picture made, uh, billboard campaign. We'll just take <laughs> over the city. You and I. I'm down. Let's just roll this we thing, okay? Like a 1970s yeah. cop show. Yeah. I, ju- I just shaved the beard, by Love the way. It. It's all gone. I didn't notice. No? No. Well, because I'm you're joking. Own... I'm looking oh, okay. right at you. You, you know, Bruce. Dork. Bruce liked the beard. Bruce just. Do you want to get in? No, Ashley Vice is on the phone. I'll get into the whole Bruce thing. <laughs> I think I think Bruce is a fan of Chapman. I'll get into the whole Bruce Chapman relationship <laughs> in a second. I'm glad after, to admit that we bringing... have a relationship. Though. Well, to call it that is a stretch, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll break it down for everybody uh, later. But here's Ash- Ashley Weiss. Uh, has been so gracious to, to join us. Uh, she is uh, part of the championship organization for a second time as she was with the St. Louis Blues when they won in 2019. That was the first Stanley Cup uh, for the St. Louis Blues, now the first Stanley Cup for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, how are you, Ash? I'm doing great. I'm honored you guys are having me, especially with the title Dynamic Duo. I'm glad I can interrupt here. No, like, seriously, we are going to take over the Las Vegas Valley media I believe it. There's nothing. There's nothing to stop us right now, and and that's nothing against Ryan Wallace or or anybody else. And we'll put a little picture of Ryan on the uh, the bottom part of the screen. But it's all about Chapman and I and the chemistry that we have. I like it. I like it. Um, before we get too far into this, and he's claiming to have proof, but we're we're not going to formally address this until the middle of next week uh, to give it some time to really percolate. Chapman claims that he, in his time as a track athlete running the 400, has posted times that are better than athletes who have competed in the Olympic Games. Do you think that's accurate? That's a that's a good question. No, it's I not a good question. No, but this sounds a lot like what got Ryan worked up whenever you were talking about how much Darren can and can't bench press. So I'm worried about Ryan when he returns because I feel like he was very worked up over that. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't realize that that was like a joke. Uh, he was. He thought that was very serious that I could bench. But Chapman I, says this is for real. This he he claims that he has run or ran better times in the 400 than have been posted in the Olympic Games. It's from from 1984. Modern era. Modern yeah, 19, era. We're we're going 1984 or on. You know Chapman, and do you think? That this is possible, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe without the beard. Oh, you know, Ashley, <laughs> stop being, stop being that so probably, nice. That probably shaves off a little bit of time. I didn't didn't have the beard in high school, by the way. Exactly. Stop being so nice, Ashley. <laughs> had, had the wind resistance going. Um, you uh, you had some fun uh, throughout this entire journey, and you were part of the St. Louis Blues in 2019. How first time for both. How yep. are they? How are they different, or were they different? 
they were different, but there are a lot of weird similarities, in my opinion. Um, I guess I'll start with what's different. Uh, the way the Blues won that season was different. They were in last place on January 2nd. This team with Vegas certainly went through some adversity, uh, but they were good all season, and, and they were pretty dominant the entire second half of the season, right? Um, so that feel was just a little bit different. Um, but in, in terms of things that are similar, I find this very odd. So my first year working full-time for the St. Louis Blues was the 2017-18 season. That was the first time the St. Louis Blues missed the playoffs in nine or ten years, uh, and then they came back the following season and won the Stanley Cup. Last year was my first season working full-time for the Vegas Golden Knights, the first time in franchise history the team missed the playoffs. And my second year full-time, they went all the way and won the Stanley Cup. So I thought that was uh, just kind of a weird, eerie coincidence, especially considering only four years separate uh, at the two time periods. I didn't, um, I didn't know that. You, that's really cool. Odd, right? So yeah. it's almost, yeah, it's almost like uh, it, that's something that I have in my mind to talk to Alex Petrangelo and Ivan Barbashev about one day because, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't do my stats. I didn't dig it up enough. But like, I wonder how often that happens. The team misses the playoffs and wins the cup the next year because it's at least happened twice in the last four years. Once in St. Louis and one for the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's interesting to me. Um, obviously, some things that feel similar to me are the presence of Alex Petrangelo and Ivan Barbashev. Uh, the, the fourth line was a major presence uh, when St. Louis won. Obviously, a major presence when Vegas run, uh, won, too, um, which, you know, just makes that depth, the depth storyline, um, rather than, you know, insane uh, skill loaded up two lines, balancing it out more. Uh, those things remain the same. And just the fact that both cities, it was their first time winning, uh, winning a, a Stanley Cup, and it was uh, definitely different. St. Louis uh, was the first Stanley Cup in, in, after 50 years, uh, more than 50 years uh, of the franchise. So that was a fan base that felt like they were very tortured. Uh, they felt like they had so many good teams, uh, so many good moments over the years, uh, but just could never get it done. So that was definitely cool to uh, watch it all come to fruition there. And, you know, I guess those are the – I'm not saying St. Louis fans are saying this. I'm not putting words in their mouth. But, you know, people say, oh, Vegas said didn't have to wait. It's those kind of fan bases that feel that because they had to wait more than 50 years. But uh, having said that, Vegas is so deserving. Uh, you know, I, I think even just the tributes uh, to the 1 October throughout the, throughout the parade uh, and throughout the rally, you know, everyone who likes to claim that for some reason Vegas doesn't deserve it, doesn't understand – uh, what the city went through and the role the team played uh, in helping the city heal from that. And I just, honestly, the chills and the tears it gave to watch just, you know, almost in the same location, that many people, you know, coming together all those years later to celebrate a team that helped heal them uh, during that time of tragedy. So uh, I, I do believe that Vegas waited plenty long to get their cup. They waited plenty long uh, to have an NHL team to root for. So, uh, but those are, I guess, kind of some of the similarities and some of the differences. And how about Alex Petrangelo and Ivan Barbashev? Again, I didn't do the research on this because you guys are working a lot harder than I am these days, apparently. Some of us are halfway in off-season mode. But uh, yeah, those are two guys that each brought two different cities their first Stanley Cup. So how cool is that? They're going to be you know, part of these rosters that are going to live on in each franchise history and be so important to each franchise in their history. So cool. Uh, Ashley Vase with us, uh, ringside reporter on the Script Sports uh, television broadcast. See, I'm, I'm starting to really roll it out uh, a little bit I like bit more. it, yeah. It rolls off the tongue.
Uh, I got to pause a little bit after scripts uh, because sometimes they get a little too fast and tongue-tied. So scripts sports uh, television broadcast. Looking forward to our debut uh, on that side of it, on uh, that channel in the uh, in the fall when training camp really gets going in our preseason games. Uh, but uh, when you look at uh, at what and people that are jealous of Vegas or say don't deserve it, it, it is just envy and. I'm I'm okay with it. Like people have been around this game for a long time and watched Vegas burst on the scene, and they've been to two finals, and they won. And it is it is envy and it's jealousy, and uh, it, it's not mean spirited. It's just they're nope. they they can't believe that it's happened, and it's okay. sometimes you're just jealous. It happens I, to us all. I think that's the case with a lot of people around the National Hockey League yeah. when it comes to Vegas. I remember I probably dropped this line. Part of my audition to be the ringside reporter was talking to Darren Millard for quite some time. Uh, but I, I truly have always felt like since, since you know, coming on the scene, Vegas is like the cool kids in school, and they can pull off things that other teams can't pull off. And at the time I was saying that, I was talking about, you know, the more edgy social media, the, the massive uh, in-game entertainment before the game start. Uh, you know, we saw people... People getting married before a game, like, are you kidding me? Uh, tattoos, all of those things. But now I also think it's set a precedent um, for how, how much taking really big risks can pay off. George McPhee and Colleen McCrim and the moves that they made uh, over, over these first six seasons. And, you know, I really liked what George McPhee said um, in his press conference uh, just a couple days after the cup win, the day before the parade. Uh, he made the comment, he called Kelly McCrim and gutsy, but I really liked that he said, if Jack Eichel's neck surgery wouldn't have gone well, we would be unemployed right now. So <laughs> uh, kind of the big risk, big reward, and it makes perfect sense for a city like Vegas, where it's a gambling city, you know, just really, really cool. I'm going to reflect on and get you to talk about the audition and the interview uh, when you were <laughs> uh, applying for the uh, the job, and that, that in just a little bit. But what's your first recollection of Vegas as a National Hockey League franchise uh, when you were watching from St. Louis as this whole thing went down? Or maybe you weren't in St. Louis. I I remember watching the the thing that the first thing that comes into my mind, obviously I knew um, that the expansion was happening and I I kept tabs on the expansion draft uh, and things of that nature. I heard that was really well done, that expansion draft. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I wonder, yeah, I wonder who was well. involved with that, patting himself on the back here. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Legends like Darren Millard. <laughs> oh, well, no, no. Day, Did you just throw lottery. legend? That's the draft lottery. <laughs> Did you just call him um, a legend? Le- he is a legend. Oh, I will say. no, Chapman, no. I have to say, if you would have walked through. So, Darren and I were kind of attached to the hits during the last couple rounds of the playoffs, especially at home, uh, because we were lost puppies, not knowing what to do, not broadcasting the game. And especially come cup final time, Chapman, you could not walk 10 feet in any arena without Darren Millard being recognized and people around the league stopping to talk to him. And it's like you do the awkward stand there, meet the person, and then it's like, okay, how long should I stand here before I'm interrupting them? (laughs) Well, he did that. He literally, he knows everyone. I I know you don't like to pump his tires, but it is what it is. You got to speak the truth. He did that with you and I when we were leaving. When Jackie Redman and EJ Raddick came over to say hello to him, and, and you and I <laughs> you were, were standing us, there, yep. yeah, we were standing there like, uh, "We're standing here, Darren." <laughs> yeah, he's po- you can't help it. Speaking yeah. of popular kids in school and cool kids in school, that's Darren Mard. Uh, I'm old, 
and that's that's what that says. But uh, but I, I love the people around our game, and it's so cool when everybody gets together and, and uh, goes down this path. Were you always wanting to be in hockey, or did hockey find you? Uh, well, for I don't think I totally answered your previous question okay. in the the opening night ceremony. Um, oh, is yes. what comes to mind. So I, of course, knew that yeah, I knew the expansion was happening. I kept tabs on the expansion draft led by Darren Millard, all of those things. But that ceremony um, and, and Ango's speech is all like, I remember sitting on my couch watching it. So and thinking it was so unbelievable. I, ironically, it's crazy. I've met so many, I've met a few close friends of mine that I've made here um, were in attendance at, event, at an event. And also when it happened, we, were, we had good friends that happened to be in Vegas at the time. So I remember. Um, the events happening, checking on people even from St. Louis, and then watching that opening night. So uh, fitting uh, and super important that, you know, they, they did what they did in the moment of cheer for all of the victims uh, at the parade. But in terms of if I always wanted to be in hockey, I didn't know. I wanted to be a sports reporter. That's what I knew. Um, and I knew that you need to say yes to any opportunity that comes. And I grew up a hockey fan in Dallas. Um, the Stars won the Cup in 99. Uh, whether you whether you think they should have or not, I don't know where you guys stand on, on that controversial Absolutely. goal. Absolutely, but... <laughs> and plus it allowed us all to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they uh, you know that hockey fandom in Dallas definitely was on the rise throughout my throughout my childhood. So uh, I followed it. I was a casual fan. Uh, definitely couldn't rattle off stats or anything uh, crazy like that. But uh, out of college, I my first internship out of school was with the St. Louis Blues. I actually did a little bit of work with the, the club hockey team at the University of Arkansas. Uh, Woo Pig Suey, Darren, I've taught you how to call those hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that was kind of my first experience, I guess, uh, working a little bit with hockey, covering it just for, you know, the college news station and then interning with the Blues. So to a roundabout way of answering, uh, I was going to take an opportunity in any sport it came in, but I am very glad it's hockey, and I always tell people if I – and covering hockey the rest of my career, I will be t- tickled because I, I love the game. It's, uh, I tell everyone who, um, you know, other young reporters, people like that that ask uh, the same question that you just did. Like, it's such a, uh, the culture is great. There's a contagious energy around it, the pace of the game, the physicality. I feel like it's addictive once you get into it. Was it a hard sport to... Uh, get your get your head around. If you don't follow hockey, uh, it, it yeah. can become uh, a little bit challenging. Uh, was it was it an easy transition given the uh, the other uh, sports that you were more in tune with? I would say actually, I would not call it an easy transition. Hmm. In fact, I find myself still learning every single day. We thank well, goodness we have Bruce Cassidy standing at the podium all the time, right? Yeah, that's we, a I, we walk away, and you and I are like, oh, I learned so much more every single time you talk. Um, but definitely, um, you know, just lingo, things like that. It has its own culture to it, right? So uh, I found those things, you know, a little bit more difficult to pick up on, like, you know, how to, how to talk to offensive defensemen uh, about the offensive side of their game and where that balances, things of that nature. I found, uh, you know, just, just making sure I understood the way to phrase questions and things like that a little bit hard to understand. I think it's an easy game for uh, the average fan to watch. It's just the intricacies of the game. But those are the things that I feel like I fall more and more in love with uh, the longer I cover it. Like when you start to, you know, watch a play unfolding before your eyes and you know that a goal is coming or you know that a really good scoring chance is coming, you know, five, six seconds before it happens. Uh, And you understand the importance of, 
you know, cycling the puck and sustaining ozone pressure. It's not just about, oh, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, you know, those things that you don't know uh, right off the bat if you're watching super casually. But uh, oh, that had its, it had its difficulties. But, again, I feel like I'm still, because I didn't play myself, I'm still learning every day. The lingo part of it? People come up with these new phrases or words. That drives me crazy, trying to be the cool kids. I think that, that drives me. I think uh, one T is a new one for one-timer. They call yeah. it a one T. Is one that tea, new yeah. or has that always been a thing? That's been around. But, uh, it's been but, around. Okay. But it's, See, but it's, still learning. Still it, learning. No, one T is good. Uh, one-timer. Uh uh, I, I I'll, I'll hold on to that one. I, I'll, I'll buy that one. The the uh, apples. Uh, I mean, like just like can we just yeah. call it what it is? Apples, I get. Yeah. Um, yeah. A Chapman. I I don't understand. That's the why thing. you know. That's why like uh, Alec Martinez made the name Johnny Appleseed for Alex Petrangelo because he had the four <laughs> assist night. Gosh, I don't remember when that was. Uh, I don't remember spring at some point. But I was like, I, I talked about it, and then I was like, maybe I should have given some context, because I don't know that the, like, I don't know how many people know why he would call him Johnny Appleseed. I wouldn't have got that. Because, uh, because I got I, it, because but I guess it's just the University of Arkansas education. <laughs> Chapman. So, Ashley, you, I, I thought you and, and Trisha Keen did a, did a really incredible job on, on Saturday night. I mean, it, it's a role that I don't think we're used to seeing you in, where you were kind of the lead on the whole thing, and, and I just wanted to tell you that I, I thought you did incredible in that Thanks, role, Chapman. but you, you kind of alluded to it a little bit when you were doing the broadcast that you go on the road with these guys, right? 41 games a year, you're on the road, plus the playoffs, but you kind of touched on some of the pranking that goes on in, in, in the locker room. Are you at liberty yeah. to share maybe some, some cool stories from the road, like what it's like? Yeah, let me try to think about that. There is an, I, I want to say someone put some kind of like powder in Paul Cotter's shoes at one point. Um, I did, think did, did they Potter, steal his is, shoes too? Like Riley Smith stole his shoes at some point. This well, I don't know. Remember, Riley wouldn't admit it, so right. I don't want to spread rumors. Yeah. But yeah, I think I believe that Paul Cotter was quite confident that it was Riley. And I actually here's the thing. About, here's the thing about Paul Cotter is he will do it back. And I remember when he was telling me about it once. He said something about like, "Oh yeah, hopefully Jack doesn't know about the like boulder I put. Like he put like a rock, a big boulder, like." under one of his tires or something like that. He did something, so I know he answers back. Well, now, now Jack knows. Ran rap that I can't remember. Um, I have a funny story. I can't, uh, I'm not going to give 100% uh, details behind it uh, because I don't want to uh, embarrass anyone in particular, but this was actually coming back from Florida between games four and five. One player went up and got on the intercom that the flight attendant would use uh, to let the entire plane know that another player had used the bathroom at the front of the plane, if you catch my drift. So that was a, uh, that was a, that was a good one. Uh, so wait, is, is, that, is that like a, is that like a kangaroo court offense? Like if you, you use the bathroom on the plane there, that that's a, that's a fine. Well, I, the, the, I, the bathroom I at the front, were... by the way, is for management and coaches. Yeah. And then there's a, uh, how did it, just use your imagination on what you use the bathroom for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, no, I don't maybe, have to. Yeah, maybe you you hold off on that one until you <laughs> yeah. land, especially that, the okay. And, and and then it's in the front of the plane where that the coaches. That was a great moment. Yeah, that was an incredible moment. Uh, the entire plane started dying laughing, and it kind of dawned on me. I was surprised that that's the first time I had ever 
heard anyone do that, go up there and, you know, take the mic, phone, intercom, whatever you want to call it, and make an announcement like that. Um, so that was a good one. That was a very good one. That's true. Trying I to think of others. I'll definitely think on that. What was the uh, saran wrap one? I don't, I don't remember. I just remember something involving saran wrap. Did it, did it maybe go in someone's hat or something? I don't remember. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Paul Cotter was fantastic this year in his ability yeah. to be pranked, but give it back. And that's when you knew that, that he had something. And yeah. the, the the hockey part of it is an evolution, and uh, he he got to play in the National Hockey League for a full year. That's a major step for him, uh, and he will take uh, a lot of lessons from the playoffs and 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 witnessing and watching and seeing what uh, what has to happen to get back into the lineup and and uh, use that to his advantage. But his ability to mesh with veterans was one of the more fascinating and impressive parts of this locker room. Yeah, and the best part is that he wouldn't be afraid to share those stories with us, too. There's a lot of things that happen that we never get to see, but uh, I encourage anyone who hasn't watched the quest to the Stanley Cup on ESPN Plus to watch it, for starters, because I know I watched, I think four episodes were out before Game 5, and so I spent the two days in between games watching all four of them at once just to get myself extra pumped up for game five. Um, but there's a moment, Paul, actually, I don't remember if it was during the, the, the final or maybe the Western Conference final, but on an off day he had played golf and he got an ace, a hole-in-one. Um, and so in quest for the cup, there's a moment before Bruce gives his speech and he's like, Paul, I know you have a story for us. So he like came up to the front before they did film and is telling everyone about his hole in one. So it's it definitely watching the way he meshed with everyone was uh, definitely a fun little uh, a piece to the season that you know he, he may not have played during the playoffs, but I think that his energy along with Phil Kessel's energy uh, really kept things light. And I think that it, I really think both of those guys played a big role in the fun that the team had. And I think that the fun that the team had is a major reason they ended up winning. And he, neither one was in the lineup for the clinching game. But, right, but exactly. Still that's very that's influential. It's so much more, you know, there's so much more to it than just what you see on the ice. And I know Darren can attest to this, but just such a special group. Like it's it, it sounds simple to just say, "Oh, they had fun with each other," but truly, like you talk to Alex Petrangelo or Alec Martinez, guys who have been around for a really long time, and when you ask them to talk about the, the bond between the team or how close they are, their faces literally say it all. It's really cool. Uh, we do uh, sit, well, Ashley does the sit-down interviews at training camp uh, for uh, the television broadcast, and we'll do different features out of them on, uh, or sound, and uh, there's themes, and then there's uh, personal uh, angles with, with every player. Next year, when oh, you boy. sit down with Paul Cotter, no, this is, this is good, uh, because Ashley, uh, was it in Dallas? No, it was in Florida. Uh, Paul Paul loves the hats, right? Paul's got the the fedora. Oh fedora. my gosh! So Paul, yes. at some point during game three or four, we get a note that Paul's lost his hat, and is Paul's hat up there? And we're right beside the press box, but we're in the uh, auxiliary press box. And Ashley covers like thirteen thousand steps looking for this hat. We 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 never do find it. 
But oh, we, no. we are looking everywhere up there, mostly. I sent Darren into the men's room to do yeah. a nice once over there. It was the fedora, by the way. Oh, like no. no. That's where the making fun of Paul Cotter began, right, from the locker room was the fedora, fedora. back before his debut. So, yes, I don't know if it was the fedora, but it was a fedora. So we have to all chip in as broadcasters, buy a good fedora, and you have to present him with. We have to get his head size though, because those hats are yeah. got to be fitted. Yeah, yeah, they got to be fitted. Uh, you have to give him a fedora at that that media. Uh, That's a great idea. That's a opening. great idea. I will even give you credit when I do it because Darren can attest to this. I felt very bad. I wanted nothing more than to come through for Paul in that moment, and I, I failed. Couldn't find it. I don't think it was ever located. No, no. I think, I think it was game three. Because we couldn't joke about it after, because uh, yeah. they, they they'd fallen in, the, right. in that game. Uh, but like Ashley turned over every stone trying to find that thing. And I actually, uh, I take it back. I think there might be some Florida Panthers fans who uh, who took that one home with them, only because the auxiliary press box was in very close proximity to the general public. And yeah, who knows? You're you're right. Yeah. So um, you Not got cool. you got a ring in 2019. Where where is that ring? It is sitting in the top drawer of my dresser. Okay. I can open it and look at it and talk to you about it right now. Well, um, yeah, top drawer of my dresser. What will you display your 2023 ring? You know, I might, yes, I need to, dis- I need, I never figured it. out how to display that one. Yeah. I will figure out how to display this one. I will be much better with this one for sure. Hopefully, hopefully we get them and I will be much better about wearing it. When the opportunity calls for it, maybe it's opening night. We all wear it. Well, Ooh, we may not yeah. have it by then, actually. You know, whenever it is. Um, but definitely. Do you have any ideas? Any good display ideas? Yeah, I can come up with some stuff. Like a, I like it. Not I'd like Chapman's input too. I feel like you would give this kind of thing a lot of thought. Come up with Quit creative ideas up to Chapman. Listen, she she's my bud. I mean, we 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 have each other's back. Come on. I owe him, Darren, because. The time that I had him on, that Ryan was sick and he had to host pregame, I called him Ryan. Oh no, no! Listen, listen, like 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 Jonathan Marsh is so said about the Florida Panthers thing. That's water under the bridge, Ashley. That's long. That's (laughs) long done. I I, you know what? I completely forgot about it until you just brought it up. Well, there we go. Would have been best. I I know how to throw myself under the bus. Darren knows that. (laughs) If if you would have like repeatedly done it every time you answered a, a question. Uh, well, Ryan, uh, I, I, I'm none of that, Ryan. Uh, who's your night to shine? I don't know, Ryan. Like, if you would have done it, was, it over no, it was and over, habit. It I don't even know great. what it was. I'm used to talking about the night to shine. You know what? I, I'll be honest. Because it, it, it was only the second time I, I, I'd hosted, and it relaxed me for the rest of the – or no, it was the first time I hosted it. I'm sorry. And it relaxed me so much that I was able to – because I, I laughed so much about it when we went to break that – it it, it kind of set me up to do a better job the rest of the night, so I, I actually should thank you for that. I'm glad I could be of assistance. Uh, on the subject of rings, and mm-hmm. the, the design process has informally started. I don't know if okay. I'm allowed to say this, but I, I'm going to say it. The design process has informally started, and I think you were in and around this conversation uh, the other day in the office where we were throwing some things around uh, with Stephanie Rogers and some of the marketing people. Uh, she was looking at championship rings for all, all all the teams. Is there something that you think should be in or around this ring? Like maybe six of something because representing the cup and six. Um, 
Hurts to win, I think, should be... Hurts to win is what comes to my mind immediately. Something with Hurts to win. Although it is a lot of letters, so you have to figure that out. I think that would be... That that separates itself from other championships. I love that motto. As soon as he said that, it became like... And now I'm now everything that that is said. I think that'd be a good T-shirt too. That'd be a good T-shirt too. It, it started this. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I think you have to have Vegas born on the oh, ring somewhere. Yeah. Maybe on the yeah. side. No, I don't. I've never seen uh, an NHL championship ring. Now, one of my very good friends, Ask Ashley, she's got. Yeah. The, now, now, I know with the, with Major League Baseball, at least with with the Kansas City Royals won their World Series. In on the inside, inscribed is the Royals beat the Blue Jays in in five games, like three to two or whatever it was. A lot of times, it's got every series. Yeah. So, yeah. so does yeah. does your does your St. Louis Blues one have the the, the inscri- Blues ones? The Blues one does have each series in it. So the best part uh, is it says you beat the Sharks in that series, or in that in that what's season, that? you beat the Sharks, and it's inscribed that St. Louis beat the Sharks. Yeah. There. So also ours is different than theirs. Like theirs. You know, I don't think mine actually has that in it, but theirs does. Okay. Uh, mine was different. They did it in different tiers, like players, and then after players or in hockey operations, it was like different tiers of ring based on how long you worked there, which I think was a very fair way to go about it. Uh, but the play, I'm trying to think of all of the unique things that the players uh, had on it. Um, it had the wins of each series for sure. So Winnipeg, Dallas, San Jose, Boston. Um, it had uh, Layla written in it on the oh, inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, Layla. And it had Remember, Layla, yeah. No, so it was Layla. Gloria. No, was, no, no. No, okay. Oh, so oh, Layla was a yeah. young okay. girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Layla, I shouldn't. See, again, that's me. That's what Darren no, no. was talking about. I, I tend to. The best part is Chapman that. thought he was like he had a he had a breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gloria yeah, you're wrong. I, well. Because Gloria you were saying the wrong. It. Yeah, the song was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking Eric on Clapton. It, but Layla was a young girl who had, I believe, I don't want to miss uh, be incorrect on something like this, but I believe it was a um, immune disorder, mm-hmm. um, and she was uh, very sick in the hospital for a long time. Had met the blues, um, and kind of became like a, if she was a major buddy, right? fan. She had so much funk, so much personality, yeah. um, and, and the best thing is now. So she was along for um, the entire. The entire run uh, was just a really big piece of it. Was really close with um, Colton Pareko, was yeah. like her guy. Um, but so she, it, the best news about that for you know, if anyone remembers that story, is that she is healthy. She plays hockey in St. Louis now. It's great. So Layla's doing doing great, which is awesome. Uh, but Gloria is on there as well. And then I, I'm sure they will get in this with the Vegas rings, but they have like certain number of diamonds representing certain number of things so uh i don't even remember all the background behind that but they did have the the arches on um the st louis one as well i think they had 16 musical notes that represented the 16 wins yeah. uh That's things like that cool. so hurts to win stands out each series stands out that's another thing darren when you asked about similarities or differences uh i do think a similarity is that teams that go far have to have absolute bangers for win songs and Gloria definitely did that in St. Louis and never going home followed by dancing queen was those were the ones that was the one, two punch always in the Vegas room. And you know, those, those are really, really good. So I think that makes a big difference. So I don't know if there's a way to represent those songs on the ring, but maybe there should be. There we go. Uh, the cup and six. Exactly. So six Abba, of something. Abba, 
ABBA. I don't want to. I'm ABBA. 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 That's all I know. ABBA. Exactly. Uh, original uh, Misfits uh, six. So, so the, the six can be duplicated oh. a couple of different uh, ways. How about five? Like five of something for the number of goaltenders would be would be something uh, a twist. That might be a bit of a stretch, but uh, yeah, something. I, I would love to see the Welcome to Las Vegas sign incorporated. And that might be hard on a ring. You know, I had a friend have a great idea recently that the entire team needs to take the cup to the Welcome to Las Vegas oh, sign. Yeah, because you're welcoming the lot. You're welcoming the cup to Las Vegas. Would that be awesome? Who said that to you? Uh, I, I called it my friend. It is my boyfriend, Nick Fontana, as you, <laughs> you know. You, you just said, "Is he right I there?" I didn't want to out him. I didn't want to out him on here, but it was his idea. So if we do it and it, you know, gets great traction. Kudos to Nick. He plays men's league with Darren. Is he right there? <laughs> no, he's downstairs with the dog. <laughs> oh my god, that would be good. I can't wait to see him later and tell him that uh, that you, you're you're, Ashley you're, called you're you somebody. Her friend. Yeah, you're just a friend. <laughs> that that hurts. Like like if if you're him and he hears that, that hurts. Wait wait a minute. What? What'd you call me? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, way, he's, Nick... he's got a thick skin. I can tell you that. He would definitely call me out on it, but he, he as he okay. should, as he should. <laughs> Nick Fontana's uh, a great addition to our men's league team. His name's Nick Fontana. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That tends to be the reaction of a lot of people. Like, like, like when you said Fontana, they like, like the name. It, yep, it, it sounds like a like a cop show name, like Nick Fontana. I guess yeah. it does. I never thought of it that way. Well, wasn't Gary uh, Wallace was, is a big fan of the name? I don't know what it is, but Gary Wallace is a big fan of the name. Uh, we're uh, we're a big fan of you. Can we have a, a Woo Pig Suey uh, before we go? Uh, woo Pig Suey. There we go. She taught me that this year. I, I oh. tend to screw it up uh, at times. Well, but that's uh, not surprising. No. I have a very uh, short-term memory. People's ears probably are bleeding now, so you should probably let me go before you lose <laughs> listener. Uh, you are the uh, the best thing about our broadcast crew, and uh, we all love you. My wife's uh, the biggest fan, uh, and we uh, we can't get enough of uh, Ashley Vase. Please enjoy your off-season. We'll see you at development camp. Back at you, Darren, and I can't wait. See you soon. Uh, there's Ashley Weiss, uh, part of the Script Sports Broadcast, ringside reporter and uh, and uh, broadcaster extraordinaire. Her vlogs, like she's always recording, and it's it at that times Shane's like stop recording, and it ends <laughs> up being the 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 best ever. Like we've been pretty lucky because every ringside reporter we've had here in in the six years has been really good. But and I don't mean any disrespect to the other two, but. I think Ashley's the best of the bunch. Like she's yeah, Stormy's, super, super Stormy's talented. Awesome. We uh, uh, love love our Stormy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, can't get enough of uh, Ashley Vice. and that uh, that idea of giving Paul Cotter the fedora be pretty cool. We'll come up with a couple of good ideas on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Fontana's going to hear about it though. No, she probably won't tell him. A friend told me. Yeah, <laughs> a friend told me. <laughs> I you know, I did that once. I, I had just gotten divorced. What? And and the girl I was dating at the time, I bumped into someone after I knew. You just got divorced? Right after I got divorced. Boy, you didn't leave much time, eh? Well, the girl I was dating at the time Whoa. bumped into someone I know, actually someone who works here, I'll tell you in the break. And we were at a baseball game and they hey Chapman, what's up, man? I'm like, Oh, this is my friend. Oh, you didn't introduce this as your girlfriend? No, no. Didn't go well. Had, was the ink dry on the papers yet? Barely. Ooh, we got some <laughs> controversy. Maybe a little merging going on there. Uh, we'll deal with that uh, on One Timers News Notes from around the National Hockey League and Chapman's life. 
Carlson, left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for One-Timers. One -timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. We have a great chat group, uh, Positive of the Alley, over at the, the VGK, uh, where our desks are located. Uh, mine, Ashley's, uh, Garrett Calloway, PR department, uh, India Shea. We are all positive. There's no negativity allowed in and around our desks. You have to be smiling. You, you don't have to be cheery and bubbly, but you can't be negative. So instantly, as soon as we went to break, after Ashley said, a friend told me, ended up being her boyfriend. Yes. Uh, Nick Fontana, Positivity Alley, blew up. So <laughs> not, not negatively, but a lot of chirping towards Ashley. Do you oh. think that's fair? Yes, I do. Because I've been in those shoes. I, I, so I may... she should be chirped for calling, saying a friend told me, even though it was Nick Fontana, her boyfriend. Yes, because she, she lives with the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And they have a dog together. So Moxie, Moxie, yeah. they are they are a family. Mm -hmm. And I, I I will always have Ashley's back, but on this one I think I think wow. she, she kinda didn't take you long to roll no, over. No, no, only because loyalty only, is only, very no, no, see, deep here, with here's you. the thing. Only because I don't want her boyfriend to be upset with her. I've made that mistake once. I walked in those shoes. I I I, I did it and the the girlfriend at the time, she didn't say anything to me. And then when we got home, well, it couldn't have been that long of a relationship if you just I've, signed I've, the papers. I've been divorced like twelve years. No, no, no. Oh. The, you, you said the girlfriend at the time that you called a friend. Yes, but it was on the heels of signing your divorce papers, so the relationship couldn't have been that old. So well, I would have no, given you a pass no. on See, that. we 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 started dating while I was separated. Oh, we got some juice coming out of yes, Chapman's yes. life right now. Listen, I I I, I don't believe there was zero chance that me and my ex-wife were getting back together. I'm the mad divorce, about town. We, we were in the process of, of just awaiting on paperwork when, when I started dating Ooh, this girl. And when I met the person and, and I said, oh, this is my friend. I won't say her name. Yeah, but uh, I said, oh, this is my friend. The girl, yeah. didn't, she didn't say anything. Okay, 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 she was okay. fine. And then when we All got right. home, it was... Oh, there's a conversation. Yes. Yes, yeah. there was. Yeah, there was a conversation. <laughs> Um, I felt awkward because I had just gotten divorced, and uh, I know. I yeah, know, that's know. not. And now, now you're taking it out on Ashley. Uh, the <laughs> Hall of Fame inductees have been announced. We chatted with Darren Elliott in hour number one. And if you missed any of that, uh, uh, really some cool uh, reflections on the careers of Henrik Lundqvist and Mike Vernon and Tom Brass. So three goaltenders went in. Like there, less than forty goaltenders in the Hall of Fame prior to this year. That's an underserved area for uh, such an important position. But Henrik goes in, first uh, opportunity. And then Mike Vernon won Cups in Calgary and Detroit. Tom Barrasso, a Vesna Trophy winner and Calder Trophy winner, a multi-Vesna finalist, as was uh, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, a Vesna Trophy winner, a multiple Vesna finalist. Uh, Vernon was a finalist as well, never won the Vesna. Uh, but uh, Barrasso won a couple of cups with Pittsburgh. Those are uh, three goaltenders went in. Four players are eligible. That's the most you can put in in one year. Pierre Turgeon also goes in, and he he was part of one of the trips that we took to Afghanistan to support the uh, the troops 
with the NHL alumni. Uh, I did two of those. My wife did one. And Pierre was on one of those. I didn't know Pierre very well before that trip. He is beautiful. Just a wonderful human being. The coolest dude. And uh, meeting him and, and a star player. Boy, was he... Uh, was he ever skilled? But uh, one of his most famous moments was when Dale Hunter. Yes, I remember shoved that. Him. That's what. Yeah. And After New York Islanders, winning gold. Yeah. Uh, but Pierre Turgeon goes in. Uh, also going in, Carolyn Ouellette, a uh, Hockey Canada uh, player from the women's game. Uh, she goes in, very deserving. And on the builder side, Pierre Lacroix, agent and executive. Most known for the Colorado Avalanche and Ken Hitchcock, head coach of multiple organizations. Ken's speech might be the best out of them all because that dude, he can talk and he can tell stories. Like he's really good storyteller and uh, still does some uh, some work with the NHL. He was really influential during the pandemic running coaching clinics uh, for people during the pandemic online. Well, that's very cool. So uh, uh, congratulations to all of them. Now it's uh, really happy for uh, Ken Hitchcock. It's always been a question, and I've never had the opportunity to ask anyone who would know. Mm -hmm. Ken Hitchcock. There was a pitcher, Sterling Hitchcock. Any relation to Albert? No. He he started. uh, No, 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 no. no, Okay. Uh, started working at uh, Olympia Cycle in Edmonton, a sporting goods store, uh, cycling sports, and was, was really kind of self-taught in, in the game from a strategy standpoint. And then worked his way up, Kamloops in the Western Hockey League, and uh, started Philadelphia in the, in the, in the National Hockey League, but uh, awesome, and uh, Stanley Cup champion. So uh, there's some, uh, the uh, class for 2023 Vernon's speech will be good too, and Tom Barrasso will be fun because you'll have to have that uh, the dump button, you know, like uh, the seven second delay. Yes, because Barrasso's sworn a few times during interviews. His speech will be uh, will be one to watch. So looking forward to it. Congratulations to everybody waiting on Alexander McGilney and Chris Osgood, two guys that didn't get in, and. Uh, 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 my buddy Jennifer Bottrell didn't get in this year. I was hoping to send her a message yesterday, wishing her the best of luck. Uh, didn't uh, didn't happen, but those are uh, names on the horizon. So uh, we'll uh, continue to uh, talk about the class as we look towards uh, catching up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Oh, Chapman! Hi, Darren. So uh, I got I I was walking in the studio today, and Lucy, our, the girl at the front desk, she says, "You got mail." That's weird. So I went, and a former colleague sent me a card saying that they enjoyed the work that I did during this season, and they wanted to congratulate me on a job well done. I thought that was very, very cool. What does that look for? Who did that? I I won't say the name, but I got the card right here. Who do you work with beyond Wallace and I? I I don't. A former colleague, I said. It could have been from any... So they just listened and... Yeah, yeah. Huh. They said, congratulations on a Stanley Cup winning season. That's kind of nice. Yeah. This win was a reflection of the work you've done to build this fan base. Was, was it from and Nick Montana? Hockey. Was it no, from Nick no. Montana? I wish. You sure? I wish. Huh. Congratulations on that. Frame it. <laughs> 